Hey everyone, welcome back to Money on a Mission. Today's episode seven, and we're gonna talk about the purpose of money and how to use our money on the right mission. Let's get started. With all the challenges money brings, how can we manage our finances in a way that aligns with our values? To answer this question, I've looked to mentors, books, and most importantly, the Bible. Join me as we seek to glorify God and love others in the way we manage our finances. This is Money on a Mission. All right, welcome back. Today, we get to talk about how to use our money on the right mission. This is sort of the culminating episode of this first section of the podcast, where we've talked all about the proper understanding of money, recognizing that our money belongs to God, making us stewards and not owners, learning how to receive God's incredible blessings with the right heart, and today, the purpose of all of it. So what is it all for? How should we use the money that God trusts us to manage? We're going to look at a bunch of different things that our money can and should be used for and culminate this episode with using our money on a mission. In doing that, there are some things we should use money for and some things we should not, and the Bible gives us examples of both. Let's start out with a couple things that money is not intended to be used for. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 13 through 14 says, There is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun. Riches were kept by their owner to his hurt, and those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is a father of a son, but has nothing in his hand. Basically, this verse says that money that is kept with no purpose is wrong, and money that is lost for no purpose is wrong. Here's another passage that shows us the same lesson. Luke 12, verse 16 through 21. And Jesus told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully, and he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, This night your soul is required of you, and those things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Again, here we see that money kept with no purpose is wrong. The man in this parable doesn't store up his money to do any good. He doesn't have any plan for it. He just stores it up so he can take pleasure in how much he has stored up. So from both of these passages, we see that the key takeaway is, is that money should not be hoarded or lost without a purpose. The key then to doing it the right way is finding a purpose for your money. So let's move on to a bunch of verses that show us what money should be used for. First, there are a few basic things that money should be used for in our everyday life. So money can provide food. Isaiah 23, 18 is talking about the city of Tyre and it says, Her merchandise and her wages will be holy to the Lord. It will not be stored or hoarded, but her merchandise will supply abundant food and fine clothing for those who dwell before the Lord. Abundant food and fine clothing, the provisions that we need for life, and not just basic provision, this is actually talking about a pretty abundant life here, abundant food, fine clothing. So money can and should be used to provide for everyday life, to meet our minimums and the blessings that God has given to provide for us a good life. 
Okay, the second thing money can and should be used for is to provide security. Proverbs 10 verse 15 says, A rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. A strong city is where people find protection. They're safe inside the walls and safe inside the homes and protected by the guards of the city. And in some ways, money can give us the same security. With money, we can protect ourselves from a lot of things. We can protect ourselves and our family from physical hardship with things like security systems or insurance and from financial hardship with savings to recover from any losses. Another passage on this that we looked at in episode 4 talking about things that are more valuable than money is Jeremiah 41 verse 8. When Ishmael, an officer of the king, is killing all the high-ranking officials and governors, and 80 men arrive bringing offerings. But Ishmael kills all of them, except, verse 8 says, There were ten men among them who said to Ishmael, Do not put us to death, for we have stores of wheat, barley, oil, and honey hidden in the fields. So he refrained and did not put them to death with their companions. In this scenario, it was their money that provided the security that they needed and they gladly traded it in protection in exchange for their protection. So money can be used to provide security. Another thing the Bible tells us it can be used for is to provide relationships. This one's a little bit interesting, but let's look at a couple verses. Proverbs 19.4 Wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friends. Proverbs 14.20 The poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Okay, these verses need to be applied properly. I would not count on money buying my close friends because, let's be honest, the type of people who become your friend only for your money might not be the best kind of friend. However, money can attract relationships that can serve you in business or in other areas because people are attracted to what you're able to do with it and they want to be a part of the mission that you're on to provide value to others with the blessings that God has given you. So, don't use money to buy friends, but if money attracts people to you, it can be a good source of relationships and a way to get in contact with people who you can bless or who can help you bless others with the mission you're on with your money. The last thing that money can provide? Enjoyment. Ecclesiastes 7.14 says, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. We talked last time about God's provision and we know he gives so abundantly. So receive it and be joyful. 1 Timothy 4 verses 4 through 5 says, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected, if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. So again, receive and be joyful. Just make sure that you always have the right heart when you're receiving. This verse says nothing is to be rejected as long as it is received with thanksgiving. So be thankful, and thankfulness and a grateful heart are the key here to receiving and enjoying what God blesses us with. One more verse on this that I just love is Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Behold, what have I seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun for the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. God gives us the power to enjoy the wealth and possessions that he blesses us with. But my favorite part of this passage is at the very end. 
we will not much remember the days of our lives because God keeps us occupied with joy in our hearts. In other words, even when we are receiving and enjoying the possessions God gives us, we will hardly even notice or remember the physical blessings because we're so focused on God and on the spiritual blessings. And that's why we started this podcast with a proper understanding of money before we got into the purpose of money. We in the Money on the Mission community are able to talk about receiving and enjoying because we have already oriented our hearts to focus on God and not on the money. So it's the proper understanding that allows us to properly receive and then enjoy what he gives us. What an amazing blessing that is. If we know how to orient our hearts properly to God first, then he tells us to enjoy it, receive and be joyful. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. So let's be thankful, let's be joyful, and let's find enjoyment in the life that God has blessed us with. Okay, so there are four things that money can and should be used for. Food and provision, security and protection, relationships or networking, and with the right heart, receiving and enjoyment. Finally, let's get to the most important lesson. In all of those things, there was one concept that connected them. Money was used for a purpose. The best example of this is found in the book of Haggai. This is a short book near the end of the Old Testament in which the prophet Haggai relays the command from God to rebuild the temple that was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar when he seized Jerusalem 70 years earlier. What I love about this story is the way that God calls them to use their money and their resources for a mission that he gives to them and the comparison of their wastefulness and poverty before obeying compared to the way that he blesses their obedience and provides the prosperity and all the riches that they need to accomplish his will after obeying. This story also gives us a step-by-step guide to putting our money on a mission, just like the Israelites did. All right, let's take a look. Haggai chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruin, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Look at the condition before putting their money on a mission. They strive and work, but it produces nothing. But this is my favorite part. Why? Because you have busied yourselves with your own homes while my home lays in ruin. Man, how convicting is that? God says you've been so focused on your own desires that you haven't been listening to what God desires. So step one to putting your money on a mission is listen to the Lord. Thankfully, the people of Israel do this. And chapter one goes on to say, the people obeyed the voice of the Lord. They came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. So there's step two, obey what God asks. Listen and obey. That's exactly what they did. And now watch what happens in chapter two, verses six through nine. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land 
and I will shake all nations, so that the treasure of all nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. Wow! They obeyed the Lord, they put their money on the right mission, and look at how he blesses them. The treasures of all nations shall come in and fill this house with glory. And then I love the reminder that he adds that we've already established in this podcast. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord. So step three of putting your money on the right mission is always remember that the money belongs to God. And now for the final step, step four, receive God's blessing to further the mission. So when we've done these steps, we receive with the heart that we've talked about in the last episode, knowing that blessing is from the Lord and should be used in return to honor the Lord even more, using it for the mission that God has given you. With the right heart and the right mission, we will be amazed at how much God uses us and the money he has trusted us to manage to accomplish incredible things for his purpose. Let's look at one more passage from Haggai, comparing the difference between using their money for their own goods versus using the money for God's good. Haggai chapter 2 verses 15 through 19. Now then, consider from this day onward, before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord, how did you fare? When one came to a heap of twenty measures, there were but ten. When one came to a wine vat to draw fifty measures, there were but twenty. I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail, yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Consider from this day onward, from the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, since the day that was the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider, is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing, but from this day on, I will bless you. So there it is. From this day forward, from the day that they release ownership of their money, from the day that they listened to the Lord, obeyed what he asked, and put the money on a mission, God says, I will bless you. And that is what this podcast is all about. Listen to the Lord, obey his mission for you, release control of your money, receive his blessing and use it on a mission for him. We are on a mission for God and our money is on a mission to serve God in the ways that we use it to bless others, to glorify him and to love the people around us. This concept gets me so fired up. This is the whole purpose. This is money on a mission, listening to him, obeying him. He has a good plan for you and he gives you money so that you can use it to glorify him. What do we say every time? Glorify God, love others, manage your money on a mission. Use it to glorify him. Use it to love others and provide value to others. Use it on the mission that he has called you to. All right. Everything we've covered in the first seven episodes has all been about a proper understanding or orientation of money. We've talked about the orientation of money in our hearts, things that are better than money, stewardship versus ownership, receiving his blessing and provision, and today the use of money on a mission. With all that, we start to wrap up the subjective portion of the content. And now that we've embraced a biblical view of money, next time we're going to move on to some of the specific and action-oriented parts of the content where we look at the ways we should work, earn, save, spend, and invest the money that God trusts us with. We've spent a lot of time gaining a proper view and understanding. 
And now we're going to start to dig into the specific ways of how to use it down to the numbers and down to the actionable steps. And I can't wait to dig into all of that, but we're going to save it for next time. For more from Money on a Mission, make sure you subscribe so you get the new episodes when they come out. And if you think it's worth it, add a rating. A five-star rating does a whole lot to boost this podcast and help it to reach more people. Next, head to the website, moneyonamissionpodcast.com. You can find show notes with a list of all the verses that we covered, not just the ones that I read in the episode. You can also find a spot to enter your email so that you can join the newsletter. Also, I'd love to engage with you on Instagram. My username is Ned Kingman. Like and comment and shoot me a direct message if you have any questions or topics that you'd like covered on the show. And finally, and most importantly, please share this podcast. If you've gotten any value out of this episode or you think this podcast can provide value to anyone you know, hit the share button in your podcast app, text this episode to a friend, or send them a link to the website. Let's work together to make sure we can impact as many people as possible and change the way our generation manages money so that we can manage our money on a mission. I hope and I pray that you've been blessed through this episode. I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, glorify God, love others, and always manage your money on a mission. Thank you.